0: Good afternoon, folks. My name is Rick. We're out here today to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we have some gospel tracts here we'd love to share with you if you need one. We'd love to give you one. You can take with you and read the scriptures and read about the gospel. I'm going to read in John chapter 10 this afternoon. John chapter 10. I was right here last week when we were here. And this is the Good Shepherd passage of the gospel of John Jesus identifies himself as the the door of the sheep. He's using a sheepfold as an illustration here and that he is the appointed one to come and lead the sheep out. He's the door of the sheep that we enter through him and find salvation, find pasture, that is find spiritual food to to feast on and to drink. Earlier in the book, he called himself the bread of life. He called himself the uh, water of life. And uh, he warns in chapter 10, verse 10, or verse 9, that he is a door that if any man by him, by me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. He shall go in and out and find pasture. And then he says, the thief, that is the one who is not the true Messiah, the, the false messiahs that have come before him and those that came after that um, they were thieves, that they were not going God's appointed way, they were not God's appointed messengers, and so they were thieves trying to steal God's inheritance, and so these thieves, they uh, came to kill, steal, and destroy the flock, but he came to give life, that is spiritual life, to spiritually dead people. And then in chapter 10, verse 11, he says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep he says, i am the good shepherd Uh, not a false shepherd not a pretend shepherd uh, not a uh, self-indulgent shepherd as the pharisees were they were self-indulgent they were there to get glory for themselves to get praise and honor for themselves Uh, they are there to increase their wealth and their riches they are not good shepherds that the good shepherd is the one that lays down his life for the sheep he said I am the good shepherd the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep uh, a regular shepherd if he, even if he's a good shepherd doesn't necessarily give his life for the sheep but he risks his life for the sheep if, if the sheep are in danger he'll risk his life to chase off a, a bear or a wolf or something else, else is trying to take the flock he'll risk his life but of course he's not trying to give it he's trying to his best to keep his life while protecting the, the flock But Jesus is the good, the better shepherd. He doesn't just risk his life. He gives it. He lays it down. He knows uh, that the only way for him to be the shepherd of the sheep is to lay down his life on the cross to die for the sins of his people. And so um, he's the good shepherd. He lays down his life. He gives his life for the sheep. One thing about false messiahs and false prophets and and, uh, these men who start these false religions is... They don't give of themselves for other people. They want other people to give of themselves to them. They're not good shepherds. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. My mind goes to men like Jim Jones. I was thinking about him when I was reading this passage earlier today. A cult leader who killed so many people back in the 1970s. Almost a thousand people died at his hands. He was a, a false messiah. He set himself up as the messiah as really as Jesus brought back to life again. But you know what? He didn't give his life for his sheep. He, he demanded they give of themselves. When they went to that commune there in South America, they all worked in fields 12 hours a day in the sweltering heat. He didn't work at all. He sat in a shaded building doing drugs, acquiring wealth for himself. They, they they sold all their homes and all their possessions to give to this organization. He increased his wealth. He didn't give his life for his sheep. He was there to kill, steal, and destroy. I think about the Roman Pope who sits on a throne of gold and has gold rings on his fingers and, and beautiful robes worth thousands of dollars. Well, most of his followers live in abject poverty. He could solve the poverty problem of pretty much all of his followers by cashing in what he owns. But he's not the good shepherd. He doesn't give his life for the sheep. He builds himself up off of the sheep. Jesus is the good shepherd. But he lives in hireling and not the shepherd who's owned the sheep or not. Seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth and the wolf catcheth them. And scatter the sheep. This is a this is not the good shepherd. This is a good shepherd compared to a bad shepherd, a hireling. Someone who doesn't own the sheep, someone who doesn't lay claim to the sheep. Jesus, he lays claim to his people. He he identifies with us. We are his people. The hiring hireling fleeth because he is a an hireling and careth not for the sheep. They don't, they don't lay down their lives for the sheep because they don't care about the sheep. They're only there because they're paid to be. They're only there to increase their own wealth, their own position or to seek glory for themselves. They're not there because of love for the sheep. Whereas Jesus, the good shepherd, he is he is driven by his love for his sheep. He he was For God so loved the world, right, that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The love of God was manifest in Christ giving his life. He loves his sheep. He laid down his life for his sheep. I am the good shepherd. So he's he's comparing and contrasting himself. He says, but he that is the hireling, not the shepherd, whose sheep who's owned the sheep or not. See Seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth and the wolf catcheth them and scattereth the sheep. The hireling fleeth because he, is, because he is a hireling and careth not for the sheep. I'm the good shepherd. In other words, I'm not, a, I'm not a hireling. I'm not here for myself. I'm here for the sheep. I'm here to lay down my life for them. I'm here to give of myself that they might have everlasting life. I'm the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. Not only does he know us, but we know him. Those who follow Christ, they know him. We hear his voice. We follow his lead. We know that he is guiding us. He is our leader. The sheep, they know the voice of the shepherd. They won't follow another voice. They won't follow another shepherd. As dumb as sheep are, they know the voice of their shepherd. And so those who are Christ, they know his voice. These Pharisees he's been teaching against, these people, these rulers of Israel he's been teaching against, they don't know his voice because they're not part of his sheep. He tells them straight up, you're, you're not Abraham's children. You're, God's not your father, you're your father the devil. You are not of my sheep, you don't hear my voice. My sheep, they know my voice. I'm known of my sheep and I know my sheep. Jesus identifies with us. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Jesus was doing the will of the Father when he came to lay down his life for the sheep. He said, I know my Father, the Father knows me. He's speaking of the the secret counsel of God that when God determined to save mankind to redeem humanity... He knows the Father's will. And the Father knows the love of the Son. And because of that, he lays down his life. He does what the Father wants. Because he's the good shepherd. He's the good shepherd. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice. And there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Jesus came for the Lost sheep of the house of Israel, the Bible says. But he had other sheep as well. He's speaking here of the Gentiles. He's speaking here of those who were not part of the nation of Israel. He came for the whole world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He came for the world. He came for all nations. He is a light for the Gentiles as well. He came to make one fold, one shepherd. Paul kind of puts it this way. Ephesians chapter 2, Wherefore remember that ye being in time past, Gentiles in the flesh, who were called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, that at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise having no hope and without God in the world he's speaking about the Gentiles we were far off from the promises of God far off from the people of God but now in Christ Jesus ye who sometimes are far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ That is Christ brings us near he brings us, he makes us his people we are the other sheep he was talking about if you are here Hearing my voice and you're a Gentile, you are the other sheep I have, Jesus said. For he is our peace, who have made both one and has broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances. For to make in himself of twain one, one new man, so making peace. So to make in himself of two one man, one People one fold, one shepherd, and they might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, and came and preached peace to you which were afar off and to them that were nigh, that is, to the Jew and also to the Gentile. For through him we both have access by one Spirit unto the Father. Now you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ Himself being the chief. Cornerstone. That's what Jesus is talking about when he said, other sheep I have who are not of this fold. He said, yes, I've come for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But I have other sheep scattered abroad around the world. I've come for them as well. Every nation, tribe, tongue, and people will be included in the family of God. another sheep I have which are not of this fold them also I must bring and they shall hear my voice and there shall be one fold and one shepherd therefore does my father love me because I lay down my life that I might take it again when Jesus laid down his life he laid down his life willingly his life wasn't snatched away from him he laid it down willingly yes the Romans put him to death yes the Jews turned him over to the Romans but he did it of his own accord he went there knowing what would happen He carried his own cross. He laid down upon the cross. There was no struggle to wrestle him down, to nail him to the cross. He did it willingly, of his own accord. He laid down his life. When Jesus cried out, it is finished. And he said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. It says he gave up the ghost. That is, he released his spirit. He died when he chose to die. He died willingly. And then after he died, three days later, he took his life back up again because he is the son of God, because he is God enrobed in human flesh. He laid down his life and he took it up again. Therefore does my Father love me because I lay down my life that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of the Father. Jesus, the Son of God, he had the power to lay down his life and the power to take it up again. Because death could not hold Jesus. Death had no claim to him. He was sinless. He was perfect. He was the sinless Son of God death could not claim him like it can you and me and so he rose victorious having the keys of death and of hell and friends when we come to christ we we share that victory over sin and death we come to the one who has the power over death the one who has power over the devil The will has power over our souls. We come to him. He laid his life down for us on the cross, willingly laid it down, gave his life. In our place, we deserve the wrath of God. We deserve punishment for our sins. But Jesus took that upon himself willingly and then raised himself from the dead three days later, declaring victory over sin and death. And for all who come to him, we share in that victory. We urge you today to come to Jesus Christ. Come by faith, for by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves. It's the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. You can't earn it. You can't work for it. You can't be good enough to get it. You have to come by faith and receive it as a gift. It's a free gift. We urge you today, wherever you are, whatever your situation, come to Christ. Repent of your sin. Turn to the forgiver of sins. Turn to the substitute on the cross. Turn to the good shepherd who laid down his life for the sheep. We urge you today to come to Christ and be saved. Put your faith in him. Look to him, the one who took your place on the cross under the wrath of God. Look to him today and be saved. Thank you.